coming to you from St. Petersburg, Florida. You're listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the show that's the authority on where to eat in St. Pete. Here are your hosts, Kevin Godby and Lori Brown. Hi, I'm Kevin Godby. And I'm Lori Brown. Thank you for tuning in today. Welcome to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast, the podcast that's it when it comes to restaurants and food information in St. Pete. And be sure to check out our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. There you'll find great information, including restaurant reviews, the largest St. Pete happy hour list ever created and kept updated, and information on the newest restaurants in town. We are locals that live in downtown St. Pete, and we've been eating our way through this town for years, so you don't have to, but you should. We are a weekly podcast with new episodes coming out every Tuesday afternoon, which you can listen to whenever you feel like it, because it's a podcast, and hopefully you'll subscribe and give us a good review on iTunes or wherever you like to listen. On today's show, instead of Kevin and I having our normal conversational topic, we will be debuting our monthly recipe with St. Pete Foodies writer and photographer, Abby Allen. Our guests today are Nate Bond, executive chef, and Sam Boyle, bartender extraordinaire from the Cider Press Cafe. We'll be talking to Nate and Sam about their world travels, eating bizarre foods, and how the Cider Press menu has evolved since they opened three years ago. After that, we'll play our music segment, open our lunchbox, share our tip of the week, and have a gluten-free wrap-up. All of that is coming up on today's episode of the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. So grab a snack, pour a drink, and relax while we serve up the show. Been to Anata lately or at all? My best friend was just recently in town and I took her to all of my favorite places and she proclaimed Anata as her absolute favorite. They're known for their great wines and cheese and charcuterie, but I am in lust with the entrees and specials Chef Josh dreams up. I finally got to try the short rib bolognese and it was fantastic. The M3, which is a mushroom and truffle risotto, is nothing short of sensual. Next time, I want to try the charred octopus arrabbiata pasta. We have had the octopus appetizer and it's amazing, but this pasta sounds nice and spicy, just like I like it. You really must go to Anata. Anata Restaurant and Wine Bar is located at 300 Beach Drive in downtown St. Petersburg. They open every day at 4 p.m. You really must go to Anata. So with this episode, we're kicking off a new feature once a month in lieu of a conversation that Lori and I have. We're still going to have a conversation because it's a podcast and we talk. But we are kicking off uh, our monthly recipe. We, we had recipes on our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. We stopped for a while, but now we couldn't resist starting it up when we're watching Abby Allen posting on Facebook this amazing looking food. And we're like, I want to eat that. Yeah, so I figured out a way, <laughs> I figured out a way that I could eat it. We have Abby doing a monthly recipe. It's on the website, as I said, and we just ate some awesome food. Abby's here. Hi, Abby. Hi. You are writing for us on the website for how long now? Do you remember? I want to say seven, six months, maybe something like something that. like that. Yeah. 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 Don't don't fact check us because we're not really sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so Abby's writing uh, food trucks, a monthly food truck column, and a monthly craft beer column, and now a monthly recipe. 
Yes. And if I think of something else and she still has time, <laughs> see what else happens. So uh, the recipe is a shakshuka. It's a dish of eggs poached in sauce of tomatoes, chili peppers, onions, cumin sometimes, paprika, cayenne. I think we might have had some cayenne in that. It was yes, nice cayenne. and spicy. And it's common in the Mediterranean and Middle Eastern cultures. There's also chipotle peppers. Yes. Oh, yeah. Can of chipotles and adobo. Yeah. We're going to get into all that stuff. And the, the first time that Lori and I made this was from a New York Times uh, recipe way back in, way back in May 2015. And we added ground beef. There's, so there's versions where they add meat and versions where they don't have it. Yeah. We, we, we always add meat to pretty much everything. Not a bad idea. <laughs> we're, we're total car- carnivores. We, we add meat to meat. <laughs> kind so, of true. Abby, it's all you now. Tell us about this. So shakshuka, we love it because it's very versatile. You can do a lot with it. It's great for breakfast, good for brunch, lunch, dinner. We'll do it for dinner and have like a salad with it. It feeds a lot of people. It doesn't reheat real well. So if you are going to make it, like sometimes Mike and I will have it. If it's just going to be he and I, we'll do like three eggs. You know, you can do anywhere from three to seven eggs. But um, it really doesn't reheat real well because of the eggs, though, right? Yes. So that, if you ate the eggs out of it, you could actually do something more with the sauce. Right. Absolutely. Yep. You could mm-hmm. definitely reserve the sauce. Yep. So, you know, again, it's something we do quite often, you know, with a lot of frequency. So, and I've played with it a lot of ways and adding the um, can of chipotle chilies, that's something we just recently implemented. Maybe, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was playing around with the marinara recipe and I'm like, hey, let's you know, add some of these chilies. And I'm like, all right, this is good. And coming up with the shakshuka recipe, I'm like, you know what, this would probably mm-hmm. suit it well. And sure enough, I blended it in with a can of San Marzano tomatoes. And it adds nice. a lot of complexity to the sauce. And it's, yeah, turned out quite well. So. Yeah. And this was, had a nice little kick to it. Yes. My first bite, I was like, whoa. But then you get used to it. It was but delicious. As soon as you did that, that's when I knew it was going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he can gauge off of me. <laughs> if it's really hot for Lori, it's just right for me. Yep. Yeah. So what's the recipe? So the recipe, two bell peppers, one red onion. Um, a lot of recipes will call for a yellow onion. It's a little sweeter. It's a little bit of cumin, like I think a half teaspoon of cumin, tablespoon of paprika, lots of paprika. Um, get that smoky flavor fourth to a half of a teaspoon of cayenne, depending. I add a little bit of coriander in, ground coriander, not much, like a faint, you know, fourth of a teaspoon. And then a can of San Marzano tomatoes, a can of the um, chipotle chilies and adobo. And then, oh, we used feta on top. Mm -hmm. Um, I've used mozzarella before too, both, you know, you want something that melts pretty well. I also, I top it with an avocado. And then in in addition, I usually will use whatever herbs I have on hand, typically cilantro, parsley, used dill before, basil. Yeah, and we we left the cilantro off for Lori because it tastes like soap to her. (laughs) Thank you. But not to everybody. You're welcome. Jerry X says it does not taste like flowers. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And uh, how, how do you cook it? So... Cut up your peppers and onions, um, heat a little bit of olive oil, and cast iron skillet. I cannot emphasize this enough. Definitely use a cast iron skillet when you're making this. Yeah. You get that good, deep flavor. Mm-hmm. And then you cook the, uh, the peppers and the onions in the olive oil. You want to, once you put them in the pan over medium-high heat, you want to just leave them sit for a couple of minutes to get them charred nice and brown. Mm-hmm. Adds a, a nice depth of flavor. And then after those have cooked down for about, I don't know, six to ten minutes, depending on your stove, 
add in a few cloves of garlic uh, just until fragrant, about 30 seconds. Um, then add in your spices, your paprika, your cumin, your cayenne, coriander if you use it. Stir that around for a couple of minutes and then pour in your mixture of tomatoes and the chilies if you're going to use those. And I just I blend those in the Vitamix real quick. Give those a good pulse, pour that in, and then let that reduce for six to eight minutes or so. And then um, mix some wells for your eggs. Put your eggs in, throw a cover on the eggs, but let it just simmer, bare simmer for about eight minutes until they set into your white set. Or you can do them over hard. It's just whatever you prefer with your eggs. And then as soon as that's done, just top it with your herbs and if you're, your avocado if you're using that. And then it's ready to serve with some toasted bread. So, so you did the whole thing on the stovetop. Yes, which I have done it in the oven as well to finish it. Finishing on the stovetop, you kind of have a little more control over your eggs and how they finish. Oftentimes I'll do it in the oven and think that it may be a couple more minutes, a couple more minutes, and the eggs end up turning out, you know, more over medium, which, you know, I like them a little more runny. Some people prefer them over medium. Me too. I'm like, yeah, runny eggs, totally. Yes. I'm good with over medium. And the the irony for me with that is I'm like super OCD, but like, you know, when you get like a burger and they get it topped with an over easy egg and you bite into it, it's like dripping down your hands and fingers. Mm -hmm. I hate that. Then I eat it as fast (laughs) as possible because I have to wash my hands because it makes me crazy that it's dripping down my hands, but I have to have that runny egg. Yep. And yeah, and obviously if you, if you do decide to do it in the oven, you better be using a cast iron skillet. Yes. Right. (laughs) Yes. Use that cast iron skillet. The skillet that we had our shakshuka in today. Oh, that skillet's older than I am. It's probably, I want to say, 30 or 40 years old. It, um, That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it was my mom's. I used to take it camping. So Same with mine. I think mine's about 40 years old. Oh, yeah. It was my mom's. Yep. Mine's new. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we've been using it for a few years. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we, he, uh, Mike got one what was it, just maybe five years ago or so, and he had, we had to show him how to, you know, season it with the mm-hmm. olive oil and, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Right. We tend to use this one yes. more frequently, so. Right. So check out October's recipe from Abby Allen, Shakshuka, on stpetersburgfoodies.com. That's stpetersburgfoodies.com. Thank you for being with us here today, Abby. Thank you for having me. And Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for feeding us. Absolutely. Until next month. Yes. yes. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. Our guests today are from Cider Press in downtown St. Pete. We have with us Chef Nate Bond and his fiance, Sam Boyle, who also happens to be the cute bartender at Cider Press. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Hello. <laughs> hey. Yeah, hello. So we're going to talk about Cider Press on the back half, but first let's uh, get to know you guys. So you're engaged. Mm-hmm. How, mm-hmm. how did you meet? At the restaurant. Yep. Yep, we opened it. Three, yeah. over three years well, ago. We just hit it now. Mm-hmm, yeah. Three years already, yeah. And that's uh, kind of just been there since, yep. yeah. We're the opposite of that. We met, and then we were work, husband, and wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fake work, husband, wife. Are you originally from St. Pete? I am not. I am from Ohio. I uh, moved down here three years ago, pretty much right around, everything just kind of culminated together, like meeting him and working at the restaurant, so, but I'm it from, was meant to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it makes it easy to remember. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, uh, Nate, you're from? I'm from Deltona, outside of Orlando, but I grew up mm-hmm. in Wisconsin, and then came back here, because all my family's here. Nice. So, 
What did you guys do before Cider Press? Uh, I mean, I, I was all over running restaurants down here. Anada was the last one I opened, and then I was the sous at uh, the Brasserie, St. Pete Brasserie, just down the street there from Cider Press. Right. Restaurants all Where over. Where Brick and Mortar is now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have a history, space. restaurant history in St. Pete. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Reopened Banyan. She just sold, too. Erica just sold that. Yeah. I didn't see or hear anything about that. That yeah. was some... That was when I moved down here, so that was that was almost ten years ago now. Nine mm-hmm. nine wow. years ago when we she reopened after the first kid went off to college, I think mm-hmm. is what had happened. And so now the last one's going off to college. So I think she's like I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> you guys do a lot of traveling mm-hmm. and you eat a lot of weird stuff like Anthony Bourdain used to do. Which is weird. We work at a vegan restaurant, but we're yeah. not vegan. <laughs> right, right. And, and we don't hold that against you. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> so, we, t- we tried to keep some vegans in there at the start, like the first year. If they were true, like, heart vegans like that, they hadn't eaten stuff in a while. And that's part of, like, what I've learned working there was we're, not, we're trying to make other food that's not vegan or doesn't taste vegan, the burgers and all those things. Mm-hmm. And if you've never eaten that stuff, you have no idea how to cook that. How do you know what a burger right. tastes like if you've never eaten a burger? Oh, that's a very good point. How do you know what that right. chicken cheesesteak tastes like if you've never had a cheesesteak? Correct. Right. So now, so. Not, not only do we not hold it against you, we actually even appreciate it. Because <laughs> <laughs> right. that's a good burger. We'll talk about the burger some more later. So hmm. do you have any favorite trips and what were some of the weirdest food you ate? Asia was my favorite. Yeah. Uh, Thailand, and we did a night in China. I think Asia just kind of did it for me. I don't know. I love. I just love Asian culture. The food there was just like an, another level, like street food. It's not even like I've been in New York City, and that doesn't even. It's not even on the cusp of what like Bangkok food, street food is. Yeah. Right. Like the best Asian food here is like the worst Asian food there. It, it's not even like, and you know, it's not even like it's bad. It's just not what it is there. No. Yeah. It's just, it's just totally different. What people think is I, like I, Chinese I, food here is it's not. Thai, not. Even like yeah, pad the thai, thai, the pad thai. Like the variations yeah. of pad thai here are just nothing of what we had like pad thai there. Yeah. Right. The weirdest thing was probably the guinea pig last in, in Ecuador. In Ecuador. Yeah. Uh, that Koi, was in May. I think, Qui? I think yeah. it's, it's C-U-Y. It's guinea pig. And it's a delicacy. Do, Ro- they, do they cook it? Roasted, yes. okay. and then they like wood charred it at the end, so the skin had like a little crispiness, kind of mm-hmm. like... It was they like, give you the whole thing. The whole, yeah. Is it hairy? No, it's no, they skin no it. hair. Yeah. Yeah. So they do get the hair off of it. Yeah. You know, that would really old. freak me out. <laughs> I, did not, I did not care for it. It tasted like... The dark meat of a turkey, mm-hmm. yeah. but mm-hmm. like really fatty, like mm. really fatty and greasy. But part part of being a pig, yeah. I, <laughs> it was, but it's just it's weird because they like worship guinea pigs yeah. almost oh, wow. in uh, South America. It's like, uh, but then they eat them, so I don't. It's yeah. just weird. That was weird. The horse, yeah. the had, horse was really good. The horse in Italy, which is not that weird, but I guess here it's kind of yeah, weird. probably mm-hmm. looked down on. Yeah. yeah, shark we saw a lot of in other places. Yeah. I don't. We never tried it. Mm-hmm. Durian. I just thought about that. Yeah. Durian. No a durian. No. no. What, what is it? Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, <laughs> it jack, smells like death. You know what jackfruit is? <laughs> Jackfruit? Yes. Okay. Because mm-hmm. so you sim- use jackfruit. In right. Your Similar yeah. to that. It's a tropical, it like literally only grows in like Thailand or mm-hmm. I mean, maybe in Hawaii. Hot, I think. humid climates. 
it smells like garbage. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, if you let, if you just went and put your face in the dumpster, one of the dumpsters downtown, that's oh, what it smells like. Ew, gross. Really, really smells like. But it's strong. a fruit. It's a fruit. So yeah. it would it, be a good diet food. I don't know how people eat it because I tried it, and they even again, they, it's they like a delicacy there. Wrap it. Yeah. Like, and, and it it's banned on banned subways, on subways, banned like on no public dirt. transit. Yeah, you're not supposed because to. Because it smells so bad. Oh, because yeah. it smells so bad. It's oh, wow. so like they don't want you to bring it into like certain apartments, hotels, stuff like that. They won't let you bring it in there because it will like stink out the whole place. I think it's, and it's protein in it. Strong. Though like fruit doesn't really have protein at all. It's right. all like sugar yeah. and carbs. And like jackfruit has protein. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. similar to durian, it has protein. So it's super nutritious. So that's why people eat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's... It tastes oh. and smells like garbage. Oh, that's awful. And we ate, I ate it like our second day there. And like, I don't know, just if you're traveling that far and especially like you get sick. I've heard that like we read like, oh, you're going to get sick when you go to Thailand. And we were still. And I decided to try that on the second day. And I think I've like almost threw up. Like, oh, God. <laughs> so I don't know how people eat it. Left it out on the balcony. I, yeah, I like threw it over the side. <laughs> you, guys, you guys might be the... Only two people in St. Pete that I would decline a weird food eating contest. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Because normally, yeah. normally I would win, but I'm not so sure with you two. <laughs> bugs. I've, we've eaten bugs. Yeah. In Ecuador, yeah. A lot of, well, we the termites and Oh, ants termites. And, termites. Yeah. about that. We yeah. did, yeah. So we went to Ecuador and, and we did the, we went to the Amazon rainforest, which oh. was just amazing. But, uh, and we did like a legit trek. Like we were out in the jungle. Like we didn't have cell service. There's no electricity. No. There's no, the I mean, there's darkest I've ever seen dark before. Wow. And we did, um, like a tour in the jungle with a guide who's his family's like native to that area. Cause they have a lot of native tribes and stuff. So he, um, when we're on the five hour hike or whatever, how long it was yeah. just different things they would eat in the jungle if they you know were lost or they couldn't punt right and so termites is a good source of protein and nutritious and so he just like a termite hide i don't what do you call it he's, he's it was just this Watch your hand, yeah. big bunch <laughs> up on a tree in the you know in the branches and he stuck his finger in there and all these little termites are crawling along there and <laughs> just, that's wow. it. So we they did, don't they don't bite. They're yeah. just little like there was ants like that too. We tried the lemon. The ones. lemon ants. It's it. They break. He broke. It, they live in the leaves, like the stem of the leaves. So you just snap it, and they like all crawl out, mm-hmm. and they taste like lemon. Really? It's a eat, lemon tree. Yeah. They, what does a termite taste like? Really earthy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I actually kind of like the termite. I'm trying yeah. like little fried crunchy bits, like onion kind of thing you would put on top. I would I say like, like that. And they were, and they were cooked crunch and all. They were you're just oh, no, no, they're alive. alive. Yep. They like, were alive. Like wow. Yeah. yeah. Now that's crazy. And now that you have this experience, if you want to try to make vegan versions of those, you, <laughs> you could figure it out. <laughs> they say That'd like the next lot. big, um, like the next big protein wave of the future is going to be insects. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So that, would they be considered vegan? No, no, no. no they're living. Oh, they're, because they're, they're alive. Okay. So yeah, anything that's alive or taken or produced by a live animal, bee. yeah. Yeah. So it's, like honey, you know, vegans, mm-hmm. true whatever vegans don't eat honey. Or, you know, they don't wear leather and suede, those kind of things. Right, right. But um, yeah. Interesting. Huh. I still would not consider a termite an animal. I understand or the yeah. concept, insect, yeah. 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 but a vegetarian might eat a termite, right? I just or an insect. Yeah. Well, I guess. I mean, it's an interesting question. Yeah. <laughs> I just like the whole aspect of like 
uh, this is like what people would eat in the jungle. Like mm-hmm. when they're about to die, they don't have any other yeah. option. Well, they're they're going to eat bugs. There's no convenience stores. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> or drive throughs Right. Right. I'll have a number two. Yeah. No, no, no. I want it the one, the termites, not the ants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so just what else we ate there. Ecuador's food was not, no, no, not the best there. No. Yeah. South America is just, I don't know. You, you've been to, we've been to like Central America, Latin yes. America. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's a different type of cuisine, I think. It is. It's a lot more just, I don't know, like almost like bare bones food. They don't like, you know, Very they eat vegetables and meat and they don't really do a whole lot with it otherwise. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. So that was probably our least favorite foodie yeah. Our vacation from was that. Central America. Sorry, or Ecuador, or South America. Yeah, Ecuador. South America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, bringing it back home. Yeah. Nate, you homebrew. I do. Yeah. How long, how long have you been doing that? I should have brought one. Oh man. Um, early for that. Yeah. <laughs> it's never too early. I think the first one I actually yeah the first one I just looked at that date was done in February because I accidentally gave out like two of my last few twelve ounces of the double IPA I did. But I have now I have sitting an imperial saison, and a uh, what's called a pulque, I guess. It's, mm-hmm. it's a ga- it's fermented agave. Yeah, it's like so it's, a, like, it's a like a mead, but instead of using honey, I used agave. Cool. Huh. So, Interesting. My it's parents like are really. into uh, craft beer and stuff. Um, that, that's part of what my trip is doing in Europe is going. Oh, that's yeah, We're just going to McKellar trip, and. Yeah bars and food and stuff up in there october, so. you're doing yep. that? in october, end of october yeah. oh yeah you guys said you have two separate trips coming up yep. yeah so nate's going go ahead well it's yeah so i'm going to um amsterdam copenhagen and hamburg and she's going to J- all over to japan, japan. And nice. end of october we were just I, she had booked her trip and then i was looking at one and i just happened to be talking to my parents and they've never gone anywhere before mm-hmm. and i told them that and she's like oh well I'm gonna. Do you want to go to Europe? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, I was kind of looking at going there. What do you, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just happened that we both picked out more or less the same dates, and so here we're going. Yeah. Who are you going with, Sam? A girl huh? I work with. Mm-hmm. Her name's also Another Sam. Sam. Yeah, she's just really into traveling and mm-hmm. stuff. So I don't. I don't know. We just kind of wanted to do, just do our own thing and see. Not necessarily. It's not like we're in a bad spot, or you know, it's I get like it. yeah. yeah. But a lot of people don't. Yeah. Like so, like, I mean, almost everybody we've talked to are like, "Why are you doing that? That's weird." <laughs> and it's like, no, not really. But yeah, yeah. People yeah. people think we're weird because we don't live together. We keep right. two separate yeah. places. But th- yeah, whatever works for you works. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think that's great, honestly. Yeah. We're gonna take a quick break, and then we're gonna come back and talk about cider press and some of the menu items. Cool. We'll be right back. Today, there's a beer for everyone. Hey, me and the guys are going out for beer. You want to come along? Nah, I got a lot of data to enter into the computer tonight. Now, there's a brew for the future. Want me to bring you something back? Thanks, but I got some right here. Microsoft Brew. You got a beer tap on your computer? With a head so thick, you can float a mouse on it. Let me get this straight. You make your own beer with the computer? With the right software, you can do anything. Microsoft Brew. Here, I call this one Windows 95. I don't know. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And if you got to get there quicker, try the new ISDN malt liquor. Welcome back to the St. Petersburg Foodies Podcast. We're here with Nate Bond and Sam Boyle from Cider Press. So you guys, the restaurant is vegan slash vegetarian. Full vegan. All vegan. Yeah, all vegan. vegan. No animals, yeah. All vegan. And you have a vegan hamburger that placed number 10 in a national hamburger competition. This year, yep. 10 out of 500 and something. The James Beard. The James Beard, yep. Blended. Awesome. 
I, and I think next year, hopefully, we got a good idea of like how we're going to. Well, because last year we did, we placed like 12th or something. Yeah, we were up there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's a good, it's a really good exposure. So it's. Yeah. We're, and it's like tailor built for that, what we're trying to do, what that restaurant is and everything being vegan and trying to make that more approachable. Mm -hmm. And I think we can just push that with the mushrooms and everything and that we're vegan. We just need to do that a little more next year, I think. Right. So. So when you started, it was all raw. Is that correct? Yeah, three years ago we were all raw. We slowly started adding cooked beans, and we did a hot soup, and it's just kind of exploded more or less from there. So the more we started to do, the more we picked up, the more we got bigger, bigger, bigger. So for someone who is not a vegan, a meat eater, what would you recommend they try when they come in what, to get them started, e- to ease them in? One well, of the burgers, yeah, probably. definitely a burger. Yeah, they're they're very good. Yeah, yeah, they are. Uh, definitely. A burger or a sandwich. I mean, who doesn't like a sandwich? That's what I think. Like, I, we always talk about, like, food things that are not going to go out of style, basically. Mm-hmm. Sandwiches. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Who doesn't like a sandwich? Right. Yeah. So I always, like, and often, because I, you know, I wait tables pretty much. Mm-hmm. I am the bar manager, but that's pretty much my job is waiting tables. And so I talk to a lot of people, and a lot of people are not vegan, and they just, like, like the restaurant, or they just walking by, or they right. heard about it from a friend. So I often deal with that, like, what do I eat? Right. And I always say burger sandwich and almost or, all Or the there's yeah. that um, BLT, but it's not a BLT. Right, it's the, called the avocado. With eggplant. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's the first thing I had yeah. uh, the first time I ever went there, and I loved that. Yeah. Really good. We still do a lot of the raw stuff. Maybe we a offer, third of the menu know, is. Instead of a lot of people um, think, you know, vegan restaurants or healthy you know juice Mm -hmm. and salads and we have those things but that's we also have comfort food and things Mm -hmm. that taste good and delicious and are just a little bit better for you and the world essentially so it's been really cool over the last that's the big one with like the to to see the evolution of the restaurant and just like introducing a lot of people to what vegan food can be because i nate's not a vegan but i i was for a while like really strictly and I still would consider myself, I guess, like vegetarian mostly. I don't eat meat mm-hmm. on the regular. I don't like search it, but I don't even know where I was going with that thought. Just, yeah, it's there. just been cool for me to see that at the restaurant right. for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And you feel like the evolution where you took it from being completely raw, it's really helped as far as. Yeah, because it's a hard sell. I mean, really, yeah. it's just that's what's the bottom line. It's yes. Like, it's just people don't want cold food. All, right. You know, yeah. they like hot food. Yeah, with, yep. the, with the vegan raw, you're, that, that's the only clientele you're going to get. Yeah, very, very, very limiting. Which is, very we were limiting. open for a whole year as raw, and like, I, it's hard to even think about like <laughs> that. Because, you know, people come, and then it's, when you're busy, you don't have time to explain to people all the time, you know, what right. they're getting. And so we have things on, the, we call it lasagna, and we say pad thai, because that's what it is. It's just, it's a raw dish. But then when they order lasagna, and it comes as a like, stack of tomatoes... Right. It's like, what is this? You know, and yeah. it's, it's, it's not hot. It's not baked and there's no <laughs> pasta. I've had that conversation so. so many times. Yeah. Right. There's a good story on how Cider Press or why actually Cider Press was started. Roland and Johan are our owners and they, we've, you know, they're kind of like our dads essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, we're, like, just have gone really close with them. And their dog got sick, I don't know how many years ago or so, because there was a food scare like a dog food scare basically there was plastic in 
Chinese dog food and it's got shipped to the state, whatever. So their dog got sick and they're, instead of putting all these medications, they just decided to feed their dog a raw diet. Mm-hmm. And Made got, him all his food for a month or something. And, and he got better. Mm-hmm. A lot better. And they thought, like, what if a human did this? Like, what, you know, what are the benefits of eating a raw diet for a human? And so they decided then to eat raw vegan, I think, for, I don't know how long they did it, for a while, and just noticed health benefits, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, they just got inspired to open a restaurant, and they had moved down to Naples for family reasons, and that was where the first cider press was at, and that was a fully raw. Mm-hmm. Then they opened the second one in St. Pete, and now this is where we're at, and that one's closed, unfortunately, but... Right, St. Yeah. Pete's yeah. probably a better market for that oh, for than sure. Naples. For sure, for sure. <laughs> yeah. The clientele around here, everybody, it's a little bigger scene. No, the season here is not really yeah. a season anymore, you know, so it's not like, you know, where it's, the summer's just dead, like you just can't even, down there it still kind of is, and especially right. this summer, but so here it's just been a lot better, yeah. St. Pete's taking off, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Do, do we know the dog's name? Jack. Jack, yeah. Jack. Thank you, Jack, for Cider Press. <laughs> Thank you, Jack. <laughs> I don't think you see a seasons here anymore as much. No. There's not the, I, we were just talking to yeah, somebody we, about that the other just, day. We were talking about this, like, an hour ago here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yes, we've noticed that as well. That used to be quiet during the summer, not so much anymore. No. S- little spots here and there, maybe some of the newer places that don't have an established clientele yet, but established places are busy in the summer now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty like crazy. That. There's yeah. a lot of foodies, there's us. We all live here. Mm-hmm. You gotta go eat somewhere. Yeah, so. exactly. Getting back to some more of the food. Just a few things I noticed on the menu that I just made note of. Guacamole and corn chips. That's like, quote, air quotes, normal. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, yeah. The hummus. Hummus. Buffalo bites. Uh, it's cauliflower, but it, they're actually, it's they're actually really good. good. They're They've yeah. always been on the menu, too. Like, really. And those are still a raw dish, mm-hmm. so it's cold. Right. Which throws a lot of people off. Yeah, and people <laughs> sometimes will not order them, but you know. Oh, and it's, it's not yeah. deep fried either. What? We make the like, ranch, we make the buffalo sauce still, so. <laughs> it's not a substitute for buffalo wings, but it's still good. It kind of is. Like, who, just like, who doesn't like a sandwich? Who doesn't like buffalo sauce? Right, right, you know? yeah. How about grilled cheese and tomato soup? Who doesn't like that? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Tried to keep a few things on there Class, that were like kid friendly, food. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and classic comfort food. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't like that? Yeah, yeah. right. Kid friendly or middle aged guy friendly? <laughs> yeah, that's not. And there's a Beyond Meatloaf now. Oh, the meatloaf is. Really we're trying to do some more entrees and stuff here and there, you know, to up some of our price points and just get some <laughs> of those different things out there like that. This one we just changed now. It's got we've made like a beef gravy and we're doing a specific size with it and stuff. Yeah, and Brussels, Brussels sprouts. sprouts. Yeah. I just really like. I would like for people to give the restaurant like a little more credit or just a little a chance. You know what I mean? Because we get that often. It's it's vegan, so it's not considered in the same realm as other restaurants, which mm-hmm. is just not fair because it's still food and it's still. I think it's delicious. becoming a yeah. lot more approachable. Uh, us adding in all this cooked stuff now has made that a lot. So that's what we're trying to do essentially yeah. with all of these things. So does the meatloaf come out hot? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And yeah. the sweet banana yeah. potato mix all hot. I would say, I would say like 75% of the menu is hot now. Yeah. Really? And the, yeah. And we have, and we have a couple of raw dishes mm-hmm. for the people that like the, cause those people love some of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More. The yeah. first iteration of that meatloaf was actually copied from Klein, Jason Klein at Birchwood mm-hmm. when I worked over there with him. Mm-hmm. It's rolled and everything, so you, it's a process. You gotta 
you like mix the meat, mix everything in. It's got to fill in. Yeah. Roll it up. It's rolled up like a big burrito. Hours. Yeah. Yeah. It takes a. It's a process. But it's vegan. Yeah. No, but yeah, you're yeah. using the Beyond Meat as yeah. Mm-hmm. Meat. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Which there's there's been all kinds of publicity for the Beyond stuff that it 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 fools people. It mm-hmm. really gives that s- experience of eating meat. I can say firsthand, I've had people in the restaurant, like I said, if we're busy or whatever, and I've just, they, they don't know it's vegan. Because you can say vegan, huge on the menu, but like, they, they won't look yeah, at people it. Don't or read. Don't, yeah. So I've had times where guys be like, oh, it's like, what kind of meat is this? I'm like, it's vegan. Like, there's actually like no meat in there. And they're like, wow. It's like, a cow shut. made out of vegetables. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I should use that. Yeah. The cheese now, too. Oh, the che- and we have the, the vegan cheese. It's like crazy what just. And that's a, a nut base usually, right? No, or, no? these ones are not actually. No? They're coconut oil and just vegetable starch. Oh, um, yeah. Usually potato and So it's not and, and soy free, but wow. they melt just like regular cheese. Like you can't tell the difference. It tastes like sliced cheese. Wow. We yeah. have some other nut ones. Um, we make, well, we make some of them. And we make that, some yeah. still in-house. Uh, but then Cashews, you, yeah. 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 The allergy thing. Yeah, I was going to say my father's completely allergic to nuts, so I would be scared to... We yeah. have, we often get those people in there, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just, yeah. that's the kind of breed, like a vegan restaurant kind of calls those people like mm-hmm. the safety zone or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But then they know they, yeah. we usually can get something in there that, you know, any allergy, basically you can come in and eat there. Right. Versus other restaurants. I think there's some places you could go. You can't eat anything. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Water. The nut one, I would still, we, I would be scared to come in that restaurant because we cider. have so much. Cider press, right? Yeah, want, yeah, yeah okay. cider press, yeah. Because, I mean, we have walnuts, cashews, peanuts, right. everything. Everything's in there and a lot. <laughs> one of our hostess ate, one, the Abo BLT has walnuts in the pesto, mm-hmm. and she ate the sandwich, and we have a picture of her on her phone, and her face is like, her Huge. lips are like overtaking oh her my face. God. Wow. <laughs> Poor thing. Yeah. Didn't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, that's terrible. Did the pad thai also win an award? There's been different things here and there. Not that I remember recently. Not that I, re- I don't. I, it's really it's interesting because it's a cold pad thai again. It's mm-hmm. made from zucchini and kelp noodles, so mm-hmm. it's it's also a lower carb pad thai because mm-hmm. mostly it's always noodles, right? Mm-hmm. There's been like different things said about like lasagna, yeah. the pad thai, the raw dishes, in a different realm than the burger competition. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Well, we want to thank uh, you guys for joining us today, Nate and Sam. We appreciate it. And for everyone out there that would like to learn more about Cider Press, you can visit their website at ciderpresscafe.com. Thank you, Nate. Mm-hmm. Our Facebook, the Facebook page is active, too. Yep. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Facebook page is active, and they are located at 601 Central Avenue. Thank so, you guys for being here. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back. This is Chris Walker, and you're listening to St. Peter's Bird Foodies Podcast. Our music segment showcases only local artists, and today we're featuring Leah Braun. Leah is a singer, songwriter, and classical guitarist. She's a native Floridian, born and raised in Clearwater. That's where I was raised, too. Some musicians that inspire Leah are Amy Winehouse, Lana Del Rey, Jewel, Janis Joplin, and Joni Mitchell. She loves having a good time and just chilling out with some music. Before we hear the music, we have Leah in studio with us to answer the Fast Five Foodies questions. Are you ready ready for the Fast Five Foodies? I am ready. Okay. What's your favorite food? 
Uh, probably sushi or Italian food. Nice. Yeah, I, I like both. Yeah, any any favorite uh, dishes within those? I love anything tempura with the sushi and maybe with Italian. Oh, gosh. I love ravioli. So along the same lines, what's your favorite restaurant in St. Pete? My favorite restaurant, um, just because this is like my go-to lunch place, and I go, go grocery shopping there too, uh, is Mazzaro's Italian Market. Oh, everything in there is so good, and it's crazy. Yeah, Mazzaro's is awesome. awesome. <laughs> you got to be careful which days you go there for lunch or plan enough time. Because it, <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. They're so popular. It just gets so crowded. It's always hopping. But yeah, Mazzaro's is awesome. Salt or pepper? Pepper. Unhealthy amount of pepper. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like... <laughs> I had over easy fried eggs for breakfast and you could almost not see any white after I put the pepper on. Oh yeah. No, that's you, how I like it. You're, oh, cause you're like, I, I'm yeah. totally crazy with pepper. That's awesome. <laughs> we'll get along just fine. <laughs> cilantro. Love it. Or it tastes like soap. I've never liked cilantro. I've gotten better at it, but I, I can't do cilantro. Lori will love to hear that. <laughs> Can you cook? Yeah. I love to cook. Love cooking. What do you like to cook? Um, I make a lot of soup, a lot of chicken, basically what's ever in my fridge, a lot of veggies and stuff. Yeah, I, I love soup. I, I can eat soup anytime, any so day. So easy. Yeah. <laughs> so we have your song, Got Time. Got Time, yeah. What's the story on that? Um, I guess when I was writing it, I was just kind of thinking or obsessing over the perception of time and how... It's very hard for me to comprehend how time works in our everyday life. And I guess throughout like like throughout like cre- the things that we create, life lessons that we do, stories. I mean, the things that we do here on earth while we have time can essentially become endless, so I guess make it count. Time well spent is listening to your song Got Time. Oh, thanks. So here we go. <laughs> left to show except for the time got things to do you don't say yeah i hang back in the stay far away from me because i'm racing the time let me sit in here alone while you're talking on your phone so i'll be working on my tone while i'm having the Big plans you don't say Yeah, I'll hang back and I'll stay Far away from me for my peace of mind I'll be right there cause I like you You're not someone I like to You keep these feelings all brand new Gives me all the best days Never feeling out of Greets me with a warm embrace As I sit here on my own I wish never to be grown Because there's not much left to show Except for the 
Once again, that was Leah Braun with Got Time. Today, we had lunch at the Lure in downtown St. Pete, and we always get the sashimi appetizer. You get three pieces of tuna, salmon, and yellowtail. Very fresh. Yeah, an insider tip. This is a deal, as ordering them a la carte is actually more expensive. Yeah, it is actually quite a deal, and we always share that. And then we almost always get my favorite roll, the bombshell. It's got snow crab, avocado, and asparagus roll that's topped with salmon, tuna, eel sauce, wasabi mayo, my favorite, and tempura chips. It's really delicious, crunchy, and just goodness in your mouth. So while we have lunch, we also like to read our mail. In today's mailbag, we have a quick one, just one write-in and a couple of exciting news items. We got a direct message or a DM on Instagram. And by the way, on Instagram, if you want to find us, there are a lot of different iterations of St. Petersburg foodies and St. Pete foodies on Instagram using underscores, dashes, dots, whatnot. Our official Instagram account is St. Pete Foodies. S-T, Pete, Foodies, all one word, no hyphens, underscores, whatnot. And just look for the, uh, the stylized F from our logo. That's how you know it's our official Instagram. We got a DM from St. Petersburg, which is a pretty cool name. And they are S-T underscore Petersburg on Instagram. And they say, just start at your podcast from the beginning. I'm so impressed. Loved learning about New Mex and the history of Hatch Green Chilies. Also, I can't wait to try the Hatch Chili Wine. Looking forward to listening to your podcast regularly. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, St. Petersburg. In news, we have two new openings in downtown St. Pete coming up. Uh, they're not open yet, but we have Bacchus, which is the uh, Roman god of wine. It's a European wine and cheese specialty market set to open mid-December. No- mid and then we have Alto Mare Fish Bar. Alto Mare means uh, deep sea in Italian. That will be opening right next to Anata in downtown St. Pete, mid-November, early December. It's a projected opening date. It's the same ownership as Anata and Mazzaro's, so we know it's going to be good. And just as another point of reference, it's where the Hooker Tea Company used to be on Beach Drive. So, and the restaurant will have a seafood uh, with a Hamptons seaside coastal airy feel, and they also have outdoor seating and about 40 seats inside. So you can get all the details on that on our website, stpetersburgfoodies.com. Check it out.
Our Lunchbox segment is where we read opinions and answer questions from our listeners. Please email us at lunchbox at stpetersburgfoodies.com with your opinions, feedback, and questions to be featured in this segment. This is Chef Chris Fernandez from the Red Mesa Restaurant, and you are listening to the St. Petersburg Foodies podcast. Our tip of the week this week is regarding phone etiquette. Try hard not to leave your phone on the table. Now, it's almost hypocrisy for me to say it because this one is nearly impossible for those of us that take pictures of our food and write about it. However, texting or answering a phone call while dining with others sends the message that whoever's texting you is more important than they are. Of course, there are instances where you may be waiting on something urgent. In this case, be mindful and make your company aware of the situation and then apologize in advance in case you are interrupted. Thank you for listening. Thanks to our guests and thanks to our sponsors. Our announcer is Candice Aviles from Meet the Chef and Channel 10 News, and our intro music is provided by the Chris Walker Band. We'd like to remind you to check out all the latest restaurant reviews, foodies news, top 10 lists, and updated happy hours on stpetersburgfoodies.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or any other podcast app, please give us a rating and also remember to share the show with your foodie friends. Until Until next time, time, may your food be hot and your bubbly cold. They want to drink Merlot, we're drinking Merlot. No, if anybody orders Merlot, I'm leaving. I am not drinking any fucking Merlot!